You are listening to Wait a Minute with Beth and Jessica, episode 21. I'm Jessica Pearson, body image and weight loss coach. And I'm Beth Barnett Babel, integrative health dietitian. So we are here this week because I have been thinking a lot about why we eat differently on the weekend versus the weekday. It has been something that I've been exploring on my own, just watching it. And then also it's been coming up a lot in my discussion with clients. So I really wanted to spend this time talking with Jessica about her thoughts about weekend versus weekday eating as well. And why in the world do we do weekday eating versus weekend eating? And it is a tongue twister. So I'm probably going to say a lot of things like because it keeps <laughs> keeps getting all twisted up in there. So what we see is that on the weekdays, we have our work week self or our school week self where we might sleep differently and move differently, eat and drink differently. We have like closer to a routine. And then that sweet sigh of relief of the weekend that everybody's like, oh, it's here. And we shift into that weekend mentality mode where we like to think of somebody else can take care of the cooking, i.e. eating out or take out or whatever. And for many, this might also create the space of drinking more because we will gather with friends more or people will just be like, oh, I can finally relax. And so then they might drink more at home even. But why does it have to be this way? And do we really need to have eating and drinking be so different for these two and a half to three full days a week? And how can we stop thinking about the week as being strict and this hardcore routine, which I know is helpful for many to keep the sanity of it all together, but can we not have the weekend be like a free for all? So what if we changed some of our thoughts about it and could we be more in balance? And so as part of this, we're going to discuss why people might feel this way besides just that mentality of the weekend. Well, as you were talking, what you said about routine is like, yeah, there's a part of us that loves routine and we like to know what's coming next Mm -hmm. and so that we can prepare and plan. But uh, yeah, I think in so many ways we're maybe so locked into a routine or there's not enough room for pleasure within that routine, or maybe we're just not allowing ourselves the pleasure Mm -hmm. within the routine. And so by the time the weekend comes, we're like, oh oh my gosh, I got to do something else. So We're usually applying that to like a disease or a disorder, but there really is a full spectrum of how that cycle can look. And it stems from this root belief system, which is good versus bad, which again, is totally made up. And we don't have to believe in that. To what you also had said earlier of like, the weekend doesn't have to be a free for all, but it's also like our week doesn't have to be so rigid either. Right. Like, could there be just relaxing into whatever is. And it's sort of is that same concept of on or off a diet. It's the same concept is like basically you're dieting during the week, having unknown potentially dieting thinking on the week. And then on the weekend, you're like, oh, I'm not on a diet. But then every Monday they're like, you, people will be like, oh, 
I did so much over the weekend. Now I have to like start over. I really need to be really strict. And so you are in that whole on off program per se. Yeah. So there, I think there's a physical component to it and then the, the mental component, right? So the physical component, we talk about under eating, right? Like that mm-hmm. diet mode or starving yourself during the day. Like maybe you're like, oh, I packed steamed chicken and broccoli for my lunch today. Right. Or, you know, you're skipping breakfast or maybe you're not even eating lunch because you're so busy doing things and Mm -hmm. we're under eating, whether it's conscious or unconscious. Yeah. So it's like, there's that physicality of we're actually not nourishing our body Mm -hmm. (laughs) enough. So of course, when you have that space open up, your body is going to send you messages that is like, please feed me. Let's go on. Yeah. If, <laughs> right. Yeah. So if people are kind of wondering, well, hmm, do I do this? It's like, okay, you know how you feel. Like if you eat regular meals throughout the day, but then there's that one or two days where you might get really busy and you're not able to eat regularly. And then when you come home, you are starving and you are making food and also eating snack foods at the same time because your brain is like, oh <laughs> yes. my God, I can't believe you've made made me go all day without eating. So you really click into that old biology brain of I'm starving. We got to get it all in now because I don't know, are we going to end up starving again? So it's like really old hardware kicks in and we we find ourselves after dinner stuffed because we did make up for the calories, but we ate so fast. So anyway, so that same concept to some degree is likely happening for people on the weekend because they were good. And then on the weekends, there's time to relax and you get to like breathe into more of yourself and how you want to spend your day. And oftentimes then the brain can be like, yeah, let's do it. Let's enjoy some more food, but you're not even really realizing it. Yeah. Part of it is definitely about keeping your blood sugar balanced and making sure that we're taking care of ourselves, which is, I know it's easier said than done. Yeah. And then there's the mentality of it. And we're we're also going to talk about Beth, the article and, and the things that you had mentioned before we started recording, but the mentality too is a cycle because there is, okay, I'm going to be good. I'll restrict. Then the weekend comes, we say, I deserve mm-hmm. this. It's time for me to have right. fun. Like, oh, it's going to all week. Yeah. So first it's that. Mm-hmm. And then we overeat and over drink. And then we come with the onslaught of negative thinking of, oh, I should not have done that. I feel awful. All of the guilt and the shame, we pile it on. <laughs> Maybe it's Sunday night. I don't know if you've heard the term Sunday scaries. It's like we're looking towards that Monday thinking, oh, that's when I have to get it together again. And it just doesn't feel very good. And those thoughts aren't helping because it just drives that cycle again where you're like, oh, okay, well now Monday I got to make up for my weekend, mm-hmm. which is not helpful at all. So it's a mental, emotional cycle and it's a physical cycle. We don't have to do that. You can get out of it for sure. Yes. And I think the place to do that is in the same way we've talked about other concepts is What if there was no true difference in how we think about food as this or that? It's can we have some of these? Because really what happens on the weekend is not that we're making these ginormous feasts for ourselves. Really most what's happening is that most people are eating out and having either fried foods or splurgier foods or more rich foods. And so could we incorporate that 
to like a Wednesday because I don't know about you, but on Wednesday, I'm feeling the slump of the week. And that's really when I want to have a break in my routine and cooking. So could we create more space for us? Oh, fine to have somebody take care of me, <laughs> meaning you cook my meals for me on Wednesday versus putting it all on the weekend. Yeah. I think spreading it out is helpful. What do you think about the people who are like, well, I, do, I eat out every day for lunch. <laughs> so like I am doing this. How is this helping me? Right. I find that some people that do that. Because I know that we've done that. Yeah. But I think that some people that are on the strict mentality during the week will go and find all the salads in town or at the one place. And so right. then they're still sort of restricting food. It's, yeah. They still have that filter during the week. And then on the weekend, just throw the filter away. <laughs> and Whatever comes at me, I'm going on. Yeah. And so then if you were to change that up and it would be like, well, there are some days where I do have a salad for lunch when I'm at the office. And then there are other days where I have a taco for lunch or I might bring my lunch. It's continuing to kind of think about food on the continuum instead of every day being this strict number of, okay, every day I start over with these numbers and this is where I have to be and da, 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 da. It was like a continuum of whatever. So some days I do get ideally my six cups of vegetables and some days I do not. But if I look at my week on average, that's probably how it all shakes out. So it's kind of having like more of thinking of our food and ourselves as just like a longer continuum of time and space versus such rigidity every day and then not rigidity on the weekend. This is getting existential. <laughs> it is. But I think that that's part of the seriousness that people put in on I'm this way during the week and then I'm not this way on the weekend. And then, then they have the whole shame cycle of how they spent their weekend. And so then if we could just get them to loosen up <laughs> to some degree on one end and then not be so throw it all to the wind on the weekend, creating more balance. And there is some existentialness that we need to look into for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think about, yeah, there's no beginning and there's no end. Right. And I think that's maybe uncomfortable for our brains. Our brains want to box in time because it makes us feel like we have some level of control over our lives. And so we're trying to put everything where it belongs and learning to not do that, I think probably comes with some level of discomfort. Yes, I agree. So like another example that's really easy for me to think about is... 90% of the time, maybe even 95, but I don't drink during the week, but I have drinks on the weekend. That doesn't mean that on Friday and Saturday, I have four cocktails to make up for what I didn't have during the week. I still have what I would have 
otherwise one or two drinks on Friday and on Saturday. So it's not like I'm trying to make up for all that alcohol that I no longer consume during the week. It still is within like, and even then sometimes I don't drink on a Friday or a Saturday because it's not an all or nothing. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I feel like just because you typically choose to drink on the weekend doesn't mean that you always do. Right. Or vice versa. So this is like a question of like, why are your rules for you? (laughs) Like, we don't love the word rules, right? Like we don't want people to feel like they are trapped in by a set of rules, even though that's what their brain thinks they need is like, give me the rules. Just tell me the, the template for what I need to do. But we have created, I guess I would call them more like boundaries for ourselves. And maybe they are rules. But like, why are those ones okay versus like a diet rule? Well, to me, it's not a rule because I know if I have wine every night, I don't feel good. I don't sleep good. So I'm not showing up for my best self. And that would be the same case if I had fast food or takeout every night, I wouldn't feel good because my stomach, I know based on how my GI system is that I wouldn't feel very good. And so it's like, how do I want to show up for my best self? And that includes having boundaries around what I know is good for me. Does that answer the question? Yeah, no, 100%. And I think it takes just time to truly explore what works for you. I mean, we've talked about this not in depth, but we have mentioned it, how both of us have had journeys with alcohol and reducing over time. And this has been years, Mm -hmm. right, of we have relearned lessons and it changes too. It's it's a moving target. So no, it's, it's like not a black and white rule. We're just ebbing and flowing with what works for us. And and sometimes that does mean saying no, but if you're doing it from a place of self-love and inspiration and compassion versus this urgency to fix yourself, they're two totally Yeah, they are very different things. And so that's why I said 90% of the time, because I know that things will come up during the week. And oftentimes it's planned because I've made plans in advance because how my lifestyle is, I can't just wing drinks with somebody. I have a family and things. It is different for people that may not have those same lifestyles. But anyways, I know that it's going, I'm going to have like a drink on a Wednesday and I don't say no because it's Wednesday. I say, oh, that would be really nice. I would really like to meet up with this person that I can't any other day. And so I create that flexibility. So then I may or may not not have something to drink on Friday because I drink on Wednesday. But again, I don't like overanalyze it. It's just, it's like, that's part of my plan. (laughs) See what, you know what I mean? That's what I want people to get is, is that we don't have to be so, 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 so strict about every little thing, unless something truly makes you so sick and you're like, if you go off, then it's going to make you very sick. So it's like, if we have this mentality of all or nothing, then that's where we are getting into trouble and we over restrict and then we binge and then we over restrict and then we binge in some capacity. So I want people to realize how much they're doing this on the weekend and maybe not even fully recognizing it. Yeah. And I think it, the scope widens, right? We get in the, the weekend weekday cycle and then that weekend bleeds <laughs> into the week, right? Because then we're feeling bad about ourselves. Now we're not even trying to be quote unquote good anymore. right? And these habits are bleeding into the full week. And, and that's that all. 
right? So mm-hmm. the all starts to take over. And that's when people start to feel really bad because they're just like, I'm in all mode. Right. right. <laughs> and then when we're in all mode for a certain amount of time, for some people, it's three days. For some people, it's three months, right? It could be three years. I don't know. But can be. when we're in that all mode for a long time, that's when we really want to go to the very strict nothing. We're like, okay, I have been completely out of control for three months. So now I'm going to do the master cleanse and not eat for 10 days. Right. I want the biggest takeaway for you, the listener, to be like, do you recognize any of these patterns in yourself? And how would you like to shift those? And is there a way for you to be like, oh, okay, well, maybe, yeah, Wednesdays are always really hard for me to like want to cook for myself or whatever. Could I allow for that thing that I only do on the weekends to be on a Wednesday? Because that's what would feel good on a Wednesday. And then on the weekend, you may not feel the need to go over the top or try to catch up on pleasure and calories and all sorts of things on the weekend. Like it can be more fluid. It's learning how to be intentional with your pleasure. Yeah. Does that sound right? (laughs) Yes. I think that that can be a component. I'm not saying that all of our, like we can never be spontaneous or, you know, a little crazy, but I know a lot of people are like, well, it's it's just not realistic for me to plan my whole week out or how am I supposed to think about Wednesday on a Sunday or whatever, but you can bring intention in short spurts. And so like you said, sometimes your meals are planned. So you're like thinking, oh, you know what? Tomorrow I'd really like to have this delicious thing for lunch that I might only have on a weekend typically. Yeah. So it's just having a little bit more intention. And I guess the reason why I'm talking about this is because I think people get really confused and caught up in the technicalities of, okay, so what does that mean? Like, (laughs) how do I actually do this? How do I create balance? Especially when it feels very counterintuitive to them. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, so I should have tacos for lunch on Wednesday when that's like something that I reserve for Friday, a happy hour or whatever. Like, why not? Yeah. Like, how is this okay? And how is this going to help me reach my goals? Like, it feels very wrong. (laughs) You know, I think that's what people come to me with when I'm like, just don't be weird. Just eat what you want. You know, and they're like, oh my gosh, this is so much harder than being all or nothing the gray area can be challenging. I mean, in a way, yes, because I think about it as 80-20. So 80% of the foods we take in, if this is your focus, is to be health forward. And then there's 20% room for things that might not be as health forward. Again, depending on what your goals are and if that's how you prioritizing certain metabolic health standards. So that's kind of how I like to think about it. And so I also was just thinking about if you didn't want to cook all your meals on the weekends, what I also like to do is that a few of those weekend meals that I eat out look similar to what I would make at home, right? It might be a salad. It might be a poke bowl. It might be something that is not so indulgent in things that you typically would eat restaurant. But it's like not every meal that we eat out needs to be super strict or super indulgent depending on the day of the week. I think that's really where it trips people up. Well, I was just going to say, I think the 80-20 is like just enough quantifiable thought (laughs) to apply (laughs) without having to like count things. You know, I think that's why people get stuck into the trap of like, well, if I just count calories, if I just count macros and I can contain myself in this box that I can allow myself to say like, 
oh, well, I did have three slices of pizza, but that was all my calories for the rest of the day. So whatever. Mm -hmm. I can see why they like something that is quantifiable. But, Mm -hmm. you know, the 80-20 is just enough. It doesn't have to be so specific. Yes. The other thing I want to say about this topic is it can be uncomfortable. And when we do these things on the weekends and we're asking you to maybe not go all or nothing during the week versus the weekend is thinking about practicing not doing those unconscious programs. So those programs that are just running because that's what we're used to. And so sometimes it is uncomfortable to flip-flop or make these changes because we're asking you to become aware of what it is your behavior is. And once you're aware, you can see what is it that I keep doing without paying attention because that's just what I'm used to doing, such as working for the weekend and really having this weekday versus weekend mentality. And so if we are asking you to be like, well, does it have to be that way? What is it about the weekend? Could you not go all out? And so it's just asking you to turn off the program. And that's really uncomfortable because the brain likes to do the program and not think about Yeah, well, the program is easy. It's unintentional. You just flow through life doing what you've been doing. Right. Which is fine if you're happy with where you're at. Keep doing it. Right. (laughs) If you find that you are uncomfortable in some other way, it's like, well, choose your discomfort, I guess. And which one's going to be more pleasing in the long run. Yeah. Cause if we choose the discomfort of looking at it and then that way, those other discomforts of you beating yourself up about, Oh, I did this and that let's look at what's running and where can we make those changes in the, the program? Yeah. And Beth, to your point with the takeaway of them having awareness of the behavior, I think you can be aware of it if you notice that you are also having those thoughts where you're not speaking so nicely to yourself or if you're every week thinking like, I got to change something, you know, but then you're not doing it. That's probably a good indicator that it's just small tweaks. doesn't have to be a full life 180. Yeah. Small tends to almost always work better than the big hoorah at once. Each week, we keep our eyes peeled for things in the media or in real life that come from diet culture or that perpetuate diet culture in some way. These are often the subtle ways it creeps in, which is why we are shining a light on it and sharing it with you. What did you find this week, Beth? Okay. So I, as you know, Jessica, now the audience will know, is that I love digital magazines. So I was looking for specific magazine. And so you scroll through the whole library of magazines. And so then I got down to the women's X, Y, and Z name, right? So we've got women's fitness, women's health, and for UK and for the United States. And so I was looking at magazine covers because they really did. This is where we see a lot of interesting things. And so the one that really caught my eye was a UK version of this magazine. And there is on one side, ditch the fads. So talking about ditching fad diets 
Yeah. So ditch fads, how to lose weight. So lose weight is in red in 2022. So it's like, okay. So those two statements don't really go that well together. And then on the opposite side of that was strong, fit, and fierce, a simple 30-day total body workout plan. So again, in 30 days, you're going to get strong, fit, and fierce. So it's that short-term thing that is is the problem, you know, there's always the message that we get. And then at the bottom is how to hack your snack, the science behind curbing your craving. So in three of the, let's see, one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, is it all for six, the same company? eight different things that we can, no, oh, nine, because there's one at the top, nine different things on this magazine that we are going to find inside. They all say something different. It's different messaging. So in one magazine cover, we've got... I'm like, are we ditch. allowed to know which magazine is it? Yeah, it's the Wait, women's... Wait, you said it was a European magazine? It's the Women's Health UK version. Oh, okay. And the Women's Health US is one and done abs. It's equally as bad. But the UK one had eight different little mini sub things on there that somewhat don't go together because we need to hack our snack, but we also have to ditch fads but we can still lose weight. Yeah. And we can also be fit and strong in 30 days. So funny enough, you haven't even said the one that I'm still ruminating over, which is curb our cravings. But that was with hack your snack. Okay. Because I don't know. I always think about how people still think they need to stop their hunger, you know? And like, I understand cravings and hunger are Are nuanced, right? But I'm just Uh always like, I get triggered by that. I'm like, it's okay to eat food. But yeah, it's like if you're getting nine different messages of what you need to do differently in order to be a different person and all within 30 days, it's just... It's a lot oh, I missed the other one because then the I guess the person on the cover who amazingly is my age or older potentially. And I just, I'm so proud of them for putting an older person on the thing anyway. So then, so under fit, strong and fierce with your total 30 day plan, we have, she is miss motivator on making your fitness habits stick. So are they going to stick for 30 days or do we get to learn how like we just fitness is part of our daily plan always. It's mixed messaging. And the whole point is that it wants to keep you confused, which is funny because I'm like, I'm pretty sure we just confused everybody with how to live in the in the middle ground. But keeping people confused with these kinds of messages, I think, is what sells more diets, right? So it's just... Yeah. We don't have to be confused. My goal is to unconfuse everybody. But these magazines don't help. The women's health version uh, for the U.S. was one and done abs and... Epic Eats for super snacks, power pizzas, and fueling fats. You know that they've had to put that on there because they're like, we've got to, you know, make it sound like, oh, it's not going to be boring. You know, snacks. Ugh. <laughs> in a way, I almost empathize because I know that it's hard. It is hard to keep people's interest in things, but let's just stop doing it. Yeah. Did you download the whole magazine? I did not. Okay. I'm glad you didn't. There were others in this screenshot, but... I mean, I just wonder what the ads inside that magazine look like, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't downloaded a fitness magazine in years when I realized, nope, this is not for me. 
I dare you to download one so that we can find some interesting ads. For All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, my algorithm is so confusing right now. I, I just sent you that picture. I got that picture of, it was from Wayfair and it looks like. Oh yeah. The pile of poop. poop. Could be dirt bricks. I don't know. Yeah. But even if they are dirt bricks, one, who's buying dirt bricks from Wayfair? <laughs> and two, why are they composed? But just the way that they layered them. I mean, it, it was I was like, is this how desperate we are for attention that now we're just being ridiculous yes. in our images? I don't know. I, I think so. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on our esoteric journey of weekday versus weekend eating <laughs> and confusing magazine covers. <laughs> yes, we sure hope that we gave you something new to think about today and helped you take one more step on your path to freeing yourself from diet culture. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram at path underscore nutrition and we'll see you later. If you're interested in learning more about working with us, please go to our website, pathnutrition.com. <laughs>